Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Good morning. Welcome to On The Pace. Michael Guerin joining you for our Miracle Mile special. Yes, it is Miracle Mile week for a million dollars out at Menangle. On Saturday night, we had the preludes, two of the preludes and the chariots of fire on Saturday night at Menangle. Then we had the field decided with the wild cards, eight horses, two emergencies. Then yesterday, back out to that part of Sydney, we had the barrier draw out there at the country club. And we now have the field for... What many people would say is Australia's biggest harness race. It's the richest one, and it brings together an elite field. Let's go through the field, then we'll talk to some of the people involved. Queenslander, speak the truth, is the massive mover. We talk to trainer Shannon Price shortly. He's in the race. He's drawn barrier one. 5.5 with tab.com.au. Spirit of St. Louis up for his third Miracle Mile, I think it is. He's $11. Loyalist gets into the race barrier three at 21s. Curly James is an emergency from barrier four. Sooner the better. Gets into the race after running second in the Chariots of Fire on Saturday night. Trained by Barry Purdom. He will start from barrier four, but as a $41 chance. South Coast Arden, barrier six, the second emergency, very unlikely to get a start, 100 to one. Hi, my name is Jeff, has been a jet around Menangle. He loves the Menangle Mile. This is a Menangle Mile. And he actually got into favouritism briefly after drawing barrier seven yesterday. He will start from barrier five. He's a very quick beginner. He was $2.80, now up to $3 with tab.com.au. Don't Stop Dreaming is the wild of the wild cards. Ran second in the Hunter Cup. He was only fifth in the Chariots of Fire on Saturday night. The directors went back and said his previous form was very good. They ran home the last 800 metres in 53 seconds in that race, they gave him a willing to forgive ticket, and he is an $11 chance from barrier six. The champ, the big name, the favourite for the Miracle Mile, is Leap to Fame. He will try and do what no horse has ever done before. No horse has won a Miracle Mile drawn outside barrier six. Only one horse has ever won it from barrier six at Menangle. And that was spanking. So Leap to Fame will start from barrier seven. He got out to $3 yesterday. He is now 2.5 to try and add this race to his Inter-Dominion and Hunter Cup title. 2.5 Leap to Fame, barrier seven. And Frankie Ferocious, he was ferocious at Menangle on Saturday night. He won the Chariots of Fire in a superb display, but he led all the way from barrier Four. This is a vastly different kettle of fish. He gets barrier eight, and hence he is eight dollars, whereas he could have been close to favouritism had he drawn barriers one, two, or three. Eight starters, two emergencies for the Miracle Mile this Saturday night, coming up at Menangle. 
Shannon Price is the trainer, the Queensland-based trainer of Speak the Truth. Shannon, good morning to you. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us, and you must be stoked. You're in a miracle mile, and you've got barrier one. Yeah, no, it's a bit hard to believe. Uh, it was a bit of a shock when I picked up number one. I'm not usually very good at selecting numbers, so, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. I won't swap. <laughs> Well, Shannon, for those who don't hear from you very often, because obviously we're a New South Wales-based harness show, um, obviously you've been training horses for a long time. Your dad trained them before you. It's been a real family affair. It must make you very proud to think how dad would feel to think you've got a horse in the Miracle Mile. Yeah, we've had a runner before. Back in uh, 1987, which we ran second with Happy Sunrise when Stuart Hunter trained for us. So it's kind of fitting that Stuart Hunter actually bred to speak the truth, so... Guess it's a bit of a link back to 1987 there. Uh, Shannon, I think I was still in school, so I'm picking you might have been in primary school. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably in primary school, yeah. So um, we came down for the race. We flew in on race day at Harold Park, but we had barrier six that time. So um, Dad went out to draw the marble, and he picked up two marbles, and he had uh, two in his hand, and he offered that one to Bill Horn, and uh, kept one for himself, and... He kept Barry six and gave Bill Horn Barry one with Village Kid. And he won the grand second. <laughs> well, justice has returned to the family 35 years later or 37 years later because you've got Barry a one. He was excellent winning on Saturday night. And I, I tell you what, I was watching him on television. He looked magnificent. He He's turned into a, a really big, rangy racing machine, hasn't he? Yeah, he loves himself. He's very arrogant. Um, especially when he gets on the track. He shows off and susses out the opposition and sort of intimidates them a bit with his looks. Um, you know, he can, he, he's a very intelligent horse, so, you know, he's, he's, he's the full package now. OK. You've had a chance to get over the fact you're in the race, then you've had a chance to get over the fact you've got barrier one. Now the planning starts. Who gets to make a decision on tactics? Is that you or your driver, Adam Sanderson? Or is there a team meeting and then a change of decisions and in the end you leave it up to what happens behind the gut? <laughs> no, no. Adam, Adam drives him all the time. He hates parting company with him and not driving him, so he knows every step of the way with him. Um, he knows him inside out, so... That's entirely up to him. I, I can't control what happens on the track, so I just do my job inside, and then Adam does the rest out there. Okay. Let, talk to us about his gate speed as best you can work it out, because there's some quick horses outside him. Sooner the better's quick. Spirit of St. Louis is quick, and Hi, My Name is Jeff is, is really quick. Do you have any idea whether you'll be in a position to at least hold the lead and make a decision? Uh, he has raced at Menangle last year. Uh, he, he led from barrier three in a 25 first quarter, so he has enough speed there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I believe he can hold the lead. But, uh, you know, strange things happen in Miracle Miles, but uh, we'll put it this way, if he did happen to get crossed, he'd be straight back off the fence for the retake. So, And if they didn't hand up to him, it shows he can, he can park out and still go good. So put it this way, he's going to be closer than the front end than the back end. So just for our listeners at home, because there's going to be a lot of chat, it's Miracle Mile Week, there's going to be an awful lot of people who have an awful lot of opinions about a lot of things. You don't want to see yourself sitting in a trail behind a Hi My Name is Jeff biding your time type run. You would rather see him in clear air, whether that's in front or outside the leader? Yeah, no, being in front's the perfect spot. I mean, he's, he's you know, very hard to run down in front. Um, but, you know, like that's, 
they're entirely up to Adam, you know, how he drives him out there. But, uh, you know, he does like being up the front or the death seat. Um, I do believe, you know, as I said, I think he has enough gate speed to hold them. Time will tell. But uh, if he doesn't, yeah, as you said, like if Hi, My Name Is Jeff did cross and he was on his back, that's entirely Adam's decision whether he comes off or not. Um, you know, he has the reins out there, but... It's one of those things like we thought that the Chariots of Fire was going to run faster than what they did the other night, but it, it was uh, very slow early. So, you know, who knows with the Miracle Mile exactly how it will be run, but, you know, I, I assume that they will run in the, the 48 or quicker. Let's talk about you're a Queenslander and uh, I know you love your horse, but I'm sure everybody in Queensland's incredibly proud of Leap to Fame. If Speak the Truth is in front in the Miracle Mile on Saturday night and Leap to Fame is sitting parked outside him, what sort of chance do you give yourself of holding him off? Very good. Ooh. Okay, tell us why. Uh, well, sectionally, when we've raced him, our sectionals have been nearly identical to his in the patron's purse and then when we nearly uh, equaled the track record with Leap to Fame in the Inner Dominion heat that he won. So... To lead is a massive advantage, um, sectionally wise. And, you know, like my guy probably equated to breaking the 48 on the fence the other night. So if we can lead and go a 47 mile to sit outside him, I would think would be very hard. It must be very cool to have just uttered that paragraph. You're just talking about going a <laughs> 147 mile and beating Leap to fame. And, and it makes perfect sense to me. Don't get me wrong. I'm not arguing with you. But it's it's not the sort of paragraph um, you you get to verbalise very often. No, no. I mean, hey, we've been waiting a long time to get a barrier draw where we can sort of you know hold leap to fame out. I mean, it takes a brave horse to do it. Um, I believe I do have the right horse, but you know, horses do make fools of you, and who knows what happens. But you know, everyone's got to go into retention on Thursday, and some horses handle it better than others. Um, my guy should be fine in there. He's been in the the barn before for the Eureka. Um, so, you know, yeah, you have to be confident going into a race like this with a horse like him with a great barrier of, you know, hopefully holding on and winning the race. But, uh, you know, he, gets his, he certainly gets his chance. Like the other night they gave us the, the car park barrier drawer and we showed what he can do. So now we're on the fence, which is probably a 40-metre advantage to what he was from barrier 12. So you do times and margins and that, and he puts himself right in there with a good chance. You mentioned the retention barn, so for those who don't follow the harness, in the major races at Menangle, horses and the emergencies for these races go into the same stabling area and there's very strict protocols on what is allowed to happen in there and who's allowed to come and go, and they all basically hang out together for two days. Now, you mentioned the fact that your boy's quite proud and he likes to get the strut on. Um, you think he'll handle the retention barn okay? Because I tend to find it's the... The big boys and the stallions uh, who tend to be a bit more territorial and don't like being around each other when they go to the retention barn. Yeah, that's true. I mean, a, a, a gelding won the chariot to fire last week. He was in the retention barn, Frankie Ferocious. And, like, some of the stallions didn't, like, run in the first three. So, you know, you, you could have a good point there where the geldings may have an advantage over the stallions with the, you know, a bit too much noise and going-ons in there. But... Uh, you know, they, they really look after them and they're the integrity department. Amy, she does a great job in making sure everybody's catered for and what they need for their horse. So 
you know, we were in there last weekend with Shaw being captain and he settled in perfectly. So it should be it should be good. Um, you know, some horses will handle it better than others. Um, some of them, it's their first time in there. Others have been in there multiple times. So it's one of those things. Time will tell how they all handle it. But, uh, no, my guy, I think it's fun. He loves an audience and a crowd. So he'll, he'll be at his best showing off. Well, I know how he feels, Shannon. Um, it's great to have him in the race. We, we love it. I'm looking forward to seeing him in the flesh. He was an absolute standout on television the other day. Congratulations on getting in. I know your dad will be absolutely stoked and hoping for good things for you guys at Menango on Saturday night. Yeah, fingers crossed we can get the job done. He's certainly, you know, you've got to be in it to win it and time will tell, you know, exactly where he comes. Thanks for joining us. It's Shannon Price, the trainer of Speak the Truth, Barrier One. There's the opinion. She said if they can lead, and it's only an if, because hi, my name is Jeff, is awfully quick off the gate, so Spirit of St. Louis, uh, then they would be happy to park Leap to Fame. Let's try and get hold of Grant Dixon, the trainer of Leap to Fame, because he is the man uh, in the hot seat for the punters, but he's used to it. He's been in the hot seat for the last couple of years. He is un. Undoubtedly the best horse in Australia. I think he's the best horse in the Southern Hemisphere. And he gets barrier seven, so he might need to be. Grant, good morning. I know it's a busy week. Thank you for joining us. What was your first thoughts when there were three barriers left? I think there were barriers two, four, and seven. And you got seven. Or it actually was nine, but it starts from seven. So nine, which becomes a seven. What were you thinking when you got that? Oh, I mean... Uh, I'm interested initially, but disappointed obviously with all the talk about the barrier draws, saying that you know, I've never been able to win from them, them barriers. So, yeah, so it probably made it look a bit hard on paper, that's for sure. All right, now you've had a chance to digest it. Um, what are you thinking? Are you realistic about the fact that you might have to try and sit parked to win a miracle mile? Or does this give you the chance to drive him with the swoop, which is what you did in a sunshine sprint over a similar trip back in winter, and he was quite blazingly dynamic? Yeah, I, I think, you know, the way them races were run the other night, um, even though there was a lot of power on early, it still seemed to be very hard for horses to come from back and and really make ground when they're going miles and 48, so... So I was sort of under the impression that I'd have to be up somewhere near the leaders. Um, ideally, on cover would be perfect, but I, I do think I'd have to be in the first four. Yep, I, I tend to agree with you. OK, I'll give you a couple of scenarios. You know one of these horses well. The other one you probably have barely seen in your life, apart from Victoria Cup night. If you're sitting parked outside Speak the Truth or Hi, My Name is Jeff, how confident are you can beat them? Oh look! I, I, either way, I don't think there'd be a lot in it. I think there only there'd only be, you know, a meter and a bit in them. Uh, pending, yeah, I don't think whoever's there will be a it'll be a good contest. That's for sure. Okay, you won the Newcastle Mile as you wanted. It was a nice, easy jog around. Do you think it's advantageous to have that extra week over these horses and, and a chance to, I presume you went back to Queensland, regather your thoughts, let the horse train in his own environment before he comes down? Oh, look, we just thought it was our best option for, uh, you know, for our horse, um, mainly just because he's a stallion, just to get him back in his own environment, get him to relax. 
and and sort of we know we know obviously know how to prep him on our track at home. So we just thought it was our best option. Um, yeah, and hopefully that. No, hopefully it works out to be a winner move for him. Like I'm quite happy that he's got to have the break in between runs because I, I did think it'd be a 48 run into another 48, 47 run. So I, I thought that'd be extra hard on him. So I'm hoping that, um, yeah, that what we've done will work out for us. Talk to me about the retention barn. I'm not sure if you heard our conversation with Shannon Price. And the general thought process is that the retention barn can sometimes be a little bit uncomfortable for the stallions. They're territorial. Some of them don't like being around other stallions. One benefit is there's no mare in the race this year, so she won't be in the barn with them. But how? Uh, what do you make of the retention barn and your horse being in there for two days? Oh look, for us it, it, it's no good. He, he doesn't settle in there. Um, yeah, he doesn't. Um, like you know, obviously every trainer, whatever horse they've got, keeps that horse in, in that horse's circumstances. What keeps that horse happy? And you just can't do it. Can't do it in that retention barn. Like you, they don't allow you to them until six o'clock in the morning, which is you know in some horses' lifestyle that's that's late. That's a late feed up for them, so they, they really do. Um, yeah, just make make out make you know particular some horses like really un really uncomfortable and just only saving grace. It's only for a couple of days, but um, yeah, it's sort of pretty. Um, yeah, it's a little bit yeah just unsettling for them, and obviously yourself, you're hoping to get everything in order and keep them as safe and happy as they can, but. Yeah, it gets a little hard to do in there. Why? In what way, Grant? Do they do they not eat as much? Does he get a bit screamy? Does he start to yell out? Does he not like the other boys? We've all seen horses in barns where they start to pace or they get a bit annoyed. What does it look like for a horse like him who doesn't enjoy being in the retention barn? Oh, look, he probably doesn't eat as well. Um, he starts pouring and striking at the walls and digging holes in the box. He's not used to even being in a little tiny box like what they put him in. So um, I, I think most of the horses wouldn't live in a little tiny box like that, you know. So, so I just, yeah, I, I don't, you know, they don't do it to the horses going in the Melbourne Cup. In, in, in any other state, they don't do it, but for some reason they want to do it in, in Sydney and spend a fortune doing it. And and um, I don't really think they really achieve any anything in it apart from making the trainers' lives harder. Okay, so reading between the lines, or quite blatantly, you you think there's no need for a retention bar? Oh, I think if they want to put guards on them, uh, by all means, you know, put two guards on them at, at wherever stables you you wish to be. You know, I, I think that'd be a, that'd be a great idea. But at least allow you to keep your horse in the environment that you choose for it, and that you think, um, you know, what you need for your horse. You know, so at least, and you know, at the end of the day, it's on you then. So at least. Um, yeah, you, you know, you've only got yourself to blame if you don't get your circumstances right. But, you know, we're, we're all trapped in an environment where, you know, I think if you ask any trainer, no one really wants to go in there. So, yeah, you know, I, I think they need to sort of have a look at their, their thinking on the whole process. With all that in mind, Grant, and, and how the horses, when you looked at them this morning, what percentage of Leap to Fame's best can we expect on Saturday night? Does this trim a couple of percent off them? Because 
if, and it's only an if, you're going to be sitting parked in a miracle mile, a couple percentage drop off in performance could be enough to get you beat. Oh, that, that's right, Mick. When they're starting to carve out, you know, 48 miles, every, everything uh, adds up. You know, to, to the horse's credit, he, he's managed to um, race well every time he's he's been in it. He's he, he won the um, he won the Derby when he was in it, and he and he runs second in Eureka, which I thought was a good run too. So he, he's he's raced well, but usually when he's you know come back out of him, out of, like he's usually dropped weight in that. So. I, yeah, I think it's the saving grace is that hopefully we can get him into there and, and with good weight and, and just hopefully the, the couple of days doesn't take too much out of him and, um, yeah, he'll, he'll still be there to run his best race. Who, in your opinion, is the one to beat? Is it, hi, my name is Jeff, or, or is it, ironically, your fellow Queenslander? Um, I think they're both uh, really hard to beat and I, I do think the, the field's got a, a lot of depth to it. And yeah, like I, you know, with um, obviously we're thinking that I'm going to be sitting parked or wide at some stage of it. I think the race does open up a lot, but you know, obviously, oh, my name's Jeff. Jeff, you know, yet to be beaten on the on the track. So yeah, I think he'll be he'll be super hard to beat too. Mate, I believe after this race you're going to be heading to New Zealand for the race by Grins, which is also a million dollars. I believe a, a slot deal has been done and it will be announced at some stage in the next week. Uh, yeah, I think so, Mick. I think it's just, um, yeah, we're just obviously making the last decision once he gets through the the mile run fine and we're happy how he's pulled up. I think it's, yeah, it's, a, it's a go ahead, go ahead playing. Mate, you've done a super job keeping this horse at his best for a very, very long time uh, to you and Trista. Mate, good luck on Saturday. Thank you for taking the time and being so open in your comments with us because, mate, information is all punters have to work on, so we appreciate you coming on the show and giving it to us. No worries, mate. Cheers. Grant Dixon, interesting comments there around how he thinks the retention barn, which the horses, I believe, enter at lunchtime on Thursday... And they're pretty much there to Saturday night, how it would affect a horse like him who is a stallion. Uh, anybody who knows horses will know when they start pouring and kicking and misbehaving a bit. No different to a human. They use up a lot of energy. And then, of course, if you don't eat quite as well, again, like a human, you know, you're a little bit down on energy that night. So um, it's a really interesting situation to see you know, how he does handle that. Now, just about Saturday night, um, we were hoping to get hold of Cam Hart to see who he's going to drive. I'm absolutely certain it'll be, hi, my name is Jeff. So I haven't seen that yet, any confirmation. But Cam often does have Monday morning away from work so he can have some time to himself. Uh, I would suggest he will drive, hi, my name is Jeff. And I would suggest probably Jack Trainer may drive Frankie Ferocious. So that's what I think will happen. Uh, by the way, the, also it's New South Wales Derby night on Miracle Mile night. So the Derby market pre-draw, that draw coming out, I think, around 6 o'clock tonight, that's available pre-draw. I actually think there's a little bit of value there for you punters. I, I think there's a pretty good horse in there called We Walk By Faith, and I think he had an easy prelude win the other night, and I think he'll probably win the final if he draws anywhere decent. He's $3, tab.com.au. So $3 for We Walk By Faith. I think he's incredibly hard to beat in the derby, and I'd be happy to take that because over 2,400 metres, the draws don't actually concern me that much. 
So about you and your Miracle Mile experience. Well, there's two ways you can do it. One is to go to the track. So you can get to Club Menangle's website, just Google Club Menangle, and register to go. It's free, and they have diesel there, which is going to be awesome. bit more my era than maybe yours, but um, fantastic Australian performer. So diesel will be on track. He'll play a set, that's my musical lingo, set before the Miracle Mile and a set after. So you can get along and enjoy that. You don't have to stay all the way into the night. And there'll be the food trucks there. And it's, it's going to be just a really interactive night. So if you go, you're not going to be sitting there for half an hour between races bored. There's a lot going on, a whole range of stuff. So it's all on the website. Now, it is a bit of a haul, unless you live in that part of Sydney. You can get the train, which is easy. It pulls up right outside, like literally right outside the track. Uh, or if you're going to drive and have a couple of drinks, get yourself a designated driver. But it will be a wonderful night. And if the weather holds together, you'll see a great race with a champion horse. And the support card is very, very strong. It's all free. You can go along and enjoy yourself. So if you're not a dress-up-and-go-to-the-races type person and you want to take the kids along or you just want to go somewhere cash, you can, you can knock around there in your shorts. It's not going to be a big drama. So just in case you only go to the major gallops meetings and you think you can't go unless you get dressed up and you don't want to do that on a Saturday night, it's not that sort of environment. So go to Clubman Angle. It's got all the details on who's playing, all the other activities, but the racing itself will be outstanding. So that's one way to do it. The other way to do it is watch it on Sky, or of course listen on Sky Sport Radio. Uh, Sky is going to have their normal coverage, and then after a couple of races, Sky Thoroughbred Central will kick in. So STC is going to have uh, exclusive Miracle Mile coverage of the night, hosted by Ryan Phelan, who's one of the best television presenters for racing uh, in Australasia. So he'll be there. I'll pop along, put my big nose on television. Brittany Graham's going to be there. Brandon will be there. We'll have a whole box of dice team. So... Uh, don't just go to Sky One, which you would normally watch a race like this on. It'll be on STC, and it'll be covered uh, thoroughly with no other racing involved, so you can be part of Miracle Mile coverage and get all the stories from behind the scenes. And the team from Sky has been out there to, to talk to some of the trainers and drivers about what it means to them and will be very interactive on the night. So uh, two ways to go. You can pop along for free, or you can watch it on television. And over the course of the next four or five days, myself and Brittany and Fred will be here on the radio trying to give you interviews like we did this morning. Brittany will try and get hold of Cam Hart on Wednesday to confirm who he's driving and all those other things, who he's driving and the other races and what he expects from this Miracle Mile. So we want you to get there with all that info in your head and there'll be coverage in the Daily Tally as well. So it's Sydney's biggest harness race alongside the Eureka which is not till September, we will try and keep you informed with everything you need to know. And that was a pretty good start from Shannon Price telling us they'll be holding the lead if they can and Grant Dixon telling us that maybe, just maybe, we might get 98% of Leap to Fame and not the 100% of Leap to Fame on Saturday night. The Miracle Mile picture clouds over as the great race is now five days away. Thanks for listening. Hope you've had a nice start to your Monday morning. Hope there's some money in your TAB account. As I said, if you feel like a little bit to kick off your Monday, you could do a lot worse than we walk by faith at $3 in the New South Wales Derby. I think all things being equal, he will probably win.
That's On The Pace for your Monday morning. We'll be back with Brittany Graham at 10.30 on Wednesday.